Hey everybody, welcome back to another week of Trap Talk Live brought to you by Huntsman Wildlife. I am your host, Ryan Ridgely. Huntsman Wildlife is a nuisance wildlife management company based in Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati homeowners hire us to remove nuisance wildlife from their home because most have no idea where to start. So we remove the animal, we clean up the mess that was made, and we repair the damage that was done because, bottom line, the only unwelcome house guest in your home should be your in-laws. We have had an eventful week here at Huntsman Wildlife. It has been crazy and all over the place, and we'll go over that later in the wins, losses, and learning moments of the week. But the weather has taken yet another crazy turn. So two weeks ago, we were dealing with uh, sub-freezing temperatures overnight. Like I was telling you guys last week, there were times when I was having to go out and break up the ice buildup on the water troughs and the pools for our animals on our farm. And now this week, I'm back to wearing shorts and a t-shirt while I'm out working all day. We are dealing with our standard kind of fall protocol when it comes to animals, dealing with squirrels still, raccoons, some bat work, though the chipmunk and mole work, I think we're pretty much done with for the year. We closed out our last three ground mole clients last week, and it looks like we're probably only going to have another good week and a half, two weeks left to really get chipmunks under control before they start calling it quits for the season and we don't see their furry little heads again till spring. So again, like I was mentioning last week, even though it's getting colder and then warmer, the animals are still in the getting ready to overwinter, go into torpor or go into hibernation setup. Common misconception is that they decide, the animals decide to uh, start overwintering and getting prepared for winter. When the temperatures drop, that is actually not it. It is all based off of the amount of sunlight there is left in a day. So as we continue to lose sunlight, the animals decide now is the time to start creating a caloric load, to start making my winter den and go from there. So all that being said, I thought I would take some time this week and have the main topic of this podcast talk about exclusion. Uh, exclusion is a method of, just like it says, excluding or keeping animals, nuisance wildlife, out of your home. I am a huge proponent of proactive pest management and nuisance wildlife management. If we can stop nuisance wildlife from even coming in your home in the first place, things are great for all parties involved. If we can stop and get rid of the attractions and and the the cultural and uh, physical objects and, and deficiencies in the home that are allowing for nuisance wildlife to be present, then we're absolutely ahead of the game. So about a little over a year ago, maybe a little shorter than a year ago, I wrote a blog post uh, that did pretty well, uh, something around the lines of how a number two pencil can save you $437. Uh, pretty much what that based off of is, as some of you may already know if you've listened to podcasts before, a juvenile mouse only needs a hole the diameter of a number two pencil to gain access to a structure. Commonly, you're going to find those around door sweeps and door seals, uh, utility entrances, cable entrances, pipe entrances, 
uh, where your outside pipe or, or faucet uh, comes out of your home. A lot of times that gets deteriorated. So we're going to talk about some of the situations and issues that could arise for your home uh, that you can address on your own with just, you know, a couple simple home tools, some easy products you can find either online on Amazon or at your big box uh, home retail stores like Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards, and we'll get you taken care of and ready to make it through the winter wildlife free. So my very unscientific approach and research here in the Cincinnati area has shown me that the average, uh, just about average, wildlife removal or wildlife management uh, invoice here in Cincinnati is about $437. And so like I said, um, for, for about an afternoon of your time and you know maybe 30, 40 bucks uh, in some silicone and some other sealant and exclusion material, uh, you can definitely save yourself from that surprise $437 uh, bill from me or my peers in the spring and help take care of some of the exclusion needs in your home. When it comes to squirrels and raccoons, common uh, invaders, if you'd call it, of your attic and soffit spaces, the roof line of your home is where they're looking for weaknesses. Um, uh, both squirrels and raccoons are fantastic acrobats. They can swing, hang, climb, squeeze themselves into positions that I've I, that Cirque du Soleil actors and actresses uh, would envy in order um, for them to gain access to your home. So making sure things like your soffits, your eaves, the flashing, the gutters, the fascia on your home are in good working order and have no large voids or gaps or holes, that'll keep those unwelcome nuisance wildlife species from entering your home. One of the best ways to inspect that is to actually go up into your attic space and take a, a, a very bright bulb. Um, we at Huntsman like to use a multiple uh, 10K lumen LED bulb. Um, and we, we put one or two of those up in the attic space and we turn that bulb on. And what we're doing is we're looking for light escaping um, from the inside out. So when we're on the outside of the home, and obviously this works a lot better uh, towards twilight or even um, at nighttime to go outside and see if you can see light coming in. Um, again, you know, stuff like mice and smaller rodents, they don't need that much space. So what might look like a shadow or a dark spot during the day could actually be uh, allowing light into the home. So making sure um, that any of, of those areas, any loose soffits, uh, any, you know, siding or fascia that, that aren't connected, um, all those need to be addressed. So seal those up, um, you know, stuff like a steel fiber cloth mesh um, to, you know, fill the voids with, reattaching your siding or soffits or fascia that could have been damaged during the summer, during some of our storms or some of the heavier winds. All that is going to make it a lot more difficult for stuff like raccoons or squirrels to gain access to your home. Another spot you want to pay attention to is going to be plumbing and utility entrances. So again, like I was saying, a number two pencil, that's, that's all the side space that a mouse needs to gain access to your home. And I don't know about you, um, but I'm not the first owner of the home we're in here. And when, I, uh, when we first moved in, I went down in the basement. We have an unfinished basement here at the farmhouse. And so all of the uh, 
the the ceiling of the basement is you know exposed uh, flooring or, or structural supports and all the wires and plumbing and all that. And the spaghetti plate of cable lines from the multiple satellite providers and cable providers and all that running through the house made me just realize that at numerous points, somebody has drilled holes in the side of this house to run that new cable line for the satellite or for the, the Wi-Fi or something like that. So making sure to go around and again, um, take a number two pencil with you. And if you can stick a number two pencil in that gap or that void, get that sealed. Uh, sealing things again um, with a steel fiber cloth, um, you know, and then put some silicone around it to, to kind of make it a little bit more weatherproof. Um, some of these companies, you know, depending on when they had the cable or, um, you know, the gas meter or something like that put in, um, the, the installing company or the installer for the cable or the utility company will sometimes just put silicone around and, and call it a day. Well, if that was 10, 15 years old, that silicone could be far past its, its lifespan. And so it's cracked or shrunk or come, uh, come off or disconnected from the home. So it's not providing the, the seal that you need. So um, that's why I always say, you know, don't just depend solely on silicone. Make sure to fill that void uh, with a steel fiber cloth. Uh, we use Excluder brand. That's X-C-L-U-D-E-R brand um, steel fiber cloth. Uh, we fill that up um, and then, yeah, cover it with some silicone. And that uh, should provide a pretty secure um, run for the utilities and cable entrances that will not allow for wildlife to enter. Now, along with the steel fiber cloth that the Excluder brand makes, uh, they also have a fantastic line of door seals and garage seals, uh, pedestrian doors and garage doors and stuff like that. Um, those, those door sweeps and those door seals, they deteriorate over time and you may not notice it. Uh, but again, if you can go up to, uh, your garage door or your pedestrian doors on your home and you can, you can fish a, a pencil or a pen underneath it, um, then absolutely rodents can, can gain access to your harm, your home. Or again, sometimes, uh, those bristle brush, uh, seals, or the uh, rubber on the seal has been chewed away or has deteriorated or broken or gotten damaged, and so that's gained access. Uh, so we recommend and we install uh, Excluder brand door sweeps. Not only is it a thicker, uh, more sturdy, uh, rubberized seal, uh, but then those door seals are actually filled. They're, they have a core that is the same steel fiber cloth material, so that should the rodents decide that they want to chew through your door seal. Uh, once they get through that first layer of uh, rubber, they'll then interact with the steel wool or steel fiber cloth core, um, and then that will deter them from, from chewing elsewhere. So uh, for over seven years now, I've been installing Excluder brand door sweeps. Um, in fact, uh, some of you may know, um, I used to perform the pest management and be the technician in charge of a very large uh, shopping center in the Minneapolis area. Uh, and many of the exterior doors on that 7.7 .7 million square foot facility uh, actually have Excluder brand door sweeps on them. Um, 
They're well-made, well-designed, and like I said, the, the benefit of that steel fiber cloth uh, core preventing the rodents from chewing in, uh, it's well worth it. I think right now, and, and we'll put a link in the show description, but I think you can get a 36-inch sweep, which will fit most pedestrian doors. I think they're $45, $50, so definitely worth the investment. Now, third or fourth, can't keep track here, um, you know, depending on, on what climate you're in, um, there may be some expansion and contraction every year of uh, places and uh, around your home and specifically in your foundation. If you have a block foundation or uh, like some of the older homes here in the Cincinnati area, um, it's a stacked stone foundation in some of these homes that are 150, 160, 180 years old. Uh, what happens is that you'll get water uh, build up in between the cracks and crevices and voids. Uh, and that water, uh, if that freezes, will expand and that will break off more of the stone or break off the block um, and cause a larger hole or a larger void. As that uh, freeze-thaw continues and water comes in and it freezes and expands and it cracks again and then water comes in and it freezes and expands and it cracks again, eventually those, those cracks and those crevices and those voids go from a number two pencil, letting mice in, to the size of a Sharpie marker, which is letting juvenile rats in, to the size of, you know, a, a large, you know, dry erase marker, which is going to let every single one of your rodents um, species in your home. So making sure to go around, uh, check for cracks and gaps in your foundation, in the cement, in the brick, um, and then, you know, make sure to get those sealed. Uh, this is not a situation where I necessarily recommend just silicone. Uh, a lot of times you can go to the big box store and in the same size uh, containers and shape as you know your silicone caulk, uh, they will have concrete repair and stucco repair and stuff like that. You just put it in your caulking gun, uh, cut the tip, uh, apply the bead, seal it over, and it works fantastic. But again, making sure that all those cracks and crevices in your void or in your foundation are addressed now uh, will prevent that freeze-thaw process from opening those up farther over the winter. And lastly, I want to talk to you guys about your trees, your bushes, uh, ornamentals, vines, stuff like that. Um, you know, squirrels, raccoons, uh, birds, chipmunks, they all love vegetation near or around home. Uh, what that does is that, A, provides them a safe, sheltered space uh, to figure out and determine how to gain access to your home, and in some instances, um, gives them a, a sort of access point, a ladder, a bridge, or whatever, uh, to your home. Uh, let's take, for instance, the eastern gray squirrels. The eastern gray squirrel has the amazing ability to leap about six feet. Uh, after six feet, they're not quite as successful, but... Within a six-foot span, a squirrel can easily make that leap quite confidently to go from a branch or a tree or a shrub and to gain access to your home or your roof. That's why I personally recommend all of our clients have a six-foot, what I call no-fly zone, um, between the roof line and their home and any trees, uh, branches, shrubs, vines, anything like that. Making sure that that barrier is well-kept and, and maintained will keep 
nuisance wildlife off your roof and prevent them from gaining access to your home um, through the holes and gaps that you're just not going to see. Um, again, you know, taking a couple hours on Sunday after church and, you know, getting, you know, a ladder or um, a pole saw and going around and trimming up some of those branches. Um, I always recommend to my customers, go to Home Depot, spend a couple bucks on two yard sticks, tape them together at the three inch mark and use them as a fulcrum off the edge of your home. If the yardstick is touching the edge of your home, if one end of the yardstick is touching the end of your home and the other end of the yardstick can come in contact with a branch or a vine or anything like that, it needs to get trimmed back and removed. So yeah, that's about it. Again, a uh, couple hours on the weekend, no more than 50, 60 bucks in supplies and you guys will be well on your way uh, to keeping unwanted wildlife from entering your home and, you know, subsequently saving yourself uh, from calling me or any of my colleagues uh, where we're going to charge you hundreds of dollars uh, for the removal of the animal, another, you know, a couple hundred, 300, 400, 500 dollars to make the repairs. And uh, sometimes in, in this situation, when it comes to bats or raccoons, um, you're looking at double, triple, sometimes quadruple that cost uh, to do the cleanup um, work inside the attic uh, to deal with the insulation, the biohazard materials, um, and the sanitation issues there. Of course, if you're not wanting to give up your free time on your weekends um, and would rather have somebody like myself with over a decade of exclusion tactics um, be able to come handle and take care of your needs, you know, if you're in the Cincinnati area, do not hesitate to reach out to Huntsman Wildlife. Um, or if you're not in the Cincinnati area, I do recommend going on the NUCOA, that's N-W-C-O-A website, National Wildlife Control Operators Association. Go to their website, uh, search on and click on the find a provider. Uh, NUCOA is a professional um, association that uh, reputable wildlife operators all belong to. We have a certain standard of ethics and principles that we follow. And I would recommend, again, if you're not in the Cincinnati area and can't hire Huntsman Wildlife, to try and find a wildlife provider through that. So that is about it for this week's topic of the week. Hopefully that's given you some uh, great information, some useful knowledge uh, to go out and spend some time looking at your home before it gets too late in the season here and get those repairs and that exclusion done to keep the wildlife out of your home. Now that we're done with the topic, we're moving on to the wins, losses, and learning moment of the week. So an absolute win for the week is we are trying out a new piece of technology here at Huntsman Wildlife. Uh, we've teamed up with a company called Skynet. We're using these uh, electronic devices called Kiwis, K-I-W-I. -I. Uh, they are an electronic trap monitoring device. We mount these on our live animal traps, uh, and when the trap is engaged, it sends an alert uh, either via email, text message uh, to either myself or it can be another technician to let them know that an animal has interacted with the trap uh, and the trap needs to be serviced. I was hesitant about it. I'm not going to lie. I thought, well, you know, we'll see what this is all about. So I ordered one. Uh, tested it twice, uh, two nights in a row here on the farm. Absolutely loved it. 
uh, and then actually put it into the field a couple days ago, and I've had a lot of success. Immediately ordered more, uh, and we are hoping to have at least a dozen of them deployed out in the field uh, by the uh, start of spring here. But they are fantastic uh, devices. One, one reason I, I think I, I like them the most is uh, we have a policy here in Ohio that the Ohio Department of Natural Resources requires that any live animal trap be checked uh, within a 24-hour period. So every 24 hours, that trap needs to be checked. Well, it, it's cost prohibitive to have myself or Candace going out and checking every single one of our traps. So we depend on our clients to check the traps. If we had to charge our clients for us to come out every day to check traps, especially in the middle of spring, when we could be running 12 to 16 you know, different raccoon or squirrel jobs uh, in a given week, then our entire day is just spent driving around checking traps. So what we usually have been doing is we tell our clients, hey, uh, check the trap in the morning when you let the dog out or have your coffee or whatever, and text us by, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning and let us know if these, there's an animal in the trap or if the trap is cleared. Um, if we don't usually get a text by 8.30, by 9 o'clock, we're going to send a text message. If we don't hear back by 10 o'clock, then we'll have to route into the day either myself or Candace out to go and physically check the trap, at which point we have to charge our clients for that time so they end up with an additional charge uh, just to have us check the trap because they weren't able to. With these new Kiwi uh, trap monitoring devices, that's all gone. Uh, the Ohio Department of Natural Resources does allow for electronic trap monitoring which means we can set the monitors on there. The clients don't have to worry about it. As soon as the trap's engaged with, we get an alert. And so we know first thing when we w wake up in the morning, we can see, have we caught any raccoons? Did any of the squirrel traps go off? Um, and we can reroute our day and reschedule our day right away in the morning at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, instead of waiting till 9, 10 o'clock to hear from our clients. Um, and so that's, that's worked out fantastic, and that is an absolute huge win for us. Uh, again, Huntsman Wildlife is a company that likes to separate ourselves uh, from s some of our competition, and one of those is being able to offer uh, a unique uh, technology-based approach to this, which is, is something we're big fans of. So yeah, that is our win for the week. Uh, our loss, uh, I'm, I'm still upset about it, so Friday... We ended up, well, I'm recording this on Wednesday. So last Friday, we ended up with some uh, issues with our service truck. We have one F-150. Uh, it's a 2006 F-150. It's got about 227,000 miles on it. So, you know, it's, it's not exactly uh, the most beautiful truck out there. Uh, but, you know, we try and maintain her and take care of her, and, and she treats us well. But Friday uh, wasn't going so well, so... Um, Ended up throwing a code. I went over to the auto parts store. They hooked up the code reader to it, took a look. Uh, turns out it was some uh, issues with the injector coils. Called a buddy of mine who knows more about, uh, you know, trucks and cars and maintenance and all that. Asked him what he thought about it. And he assured me that that was a repair that I could do on my own. Now, what many of you might not know about me is I am great when it comes to trapping wildlife. I am great when it comes to exclusion and, and dealing with, with nuisance wildlife and pest control. But I am absolutely horrendous, horrible, the worst when it comes to working on 
maintaining and repairing combustion engines. I have the absolute worst luck. I swear every time I try and fix something, I just make it work worse. And sure enough, this was one of those situations. So like I said, my buddy had convinced me uh, that I could just go ahead, go online, order some parts. Uh, they'd show up the next day. I could put them in, bing, bang, boom. My truck be down Friday, but it'd be up rolling by you know Saturday night and no big deal. I'm like, all right, not an issue at all. Part came on Saturday, put it in, just started the truck. Everything ran fine. Ran a couple of errands on Sunday for the farm. Everything was going great. Uh, started the truck up Monday, left the house. Everything was fine, but I got probably 20 minutes on the road and it started having worse problems than what I originally had Friday. So I had to limp my truck around all day because I had a full route day because I had to make up for, for Friday and do my Monday route work. And I had to do it not going on the highways because I could not get that truck above 48 miles an hour. So I was driving around Cincinnati all day long, trying to get it done, trying to have issues, and it wasn't working. So I finally get it back to our farm Monday night, unload it, drop it off at the shop uh, here in New Richmond in Ohio. Uh, it's a local shop that we use. Had them take a look at it. Um, took them two days to repair it, but during those two days, I'm out my truck. The only other vehicle our family has is a Kia Soul. So I'm out trying to perform wildlife work in a Kia Soul, which I don't know if you know the size of a Kia Soul. It's not that big. I, I could maybe fit four or five, you know, 36-inch raccoon traps in the back, but that was about it. So I was limited to the work I could do. I, I had to make multiple trips back to the farm, uh, both Tuesday and Wednesday, to pick up supplies and get work done. And it just, it was a fiasco. Um, but sure enough, the, the shop called me this evening, said my truck was ready. It was repaired. Um, I won't go into it, but sure enough, uh, the problem on Monday was because I did not do the repair properly. Um, and so this is, again, solidified in my mind that when it comes to, to, to vehicle maintenance and repairs, um, I just need to budget that that. If I have issues or concerns, I need to bring it into a shop. I, I, I can't be wasting my time and energy um, because it's it's the whole phrase, you know, no sense in doing it wrong because you're just going to have to do it again. So instead of me trying to uh, trying to figure it out on my own and, and play, play, you know, shade tree mechanic here on the farm, I'm just going to keep bringing it in. And so that's that's the teaching moment of the week is just acknowledging the fact that I do have some friends who are, are quite mechanically inclined. And like I said, I can look at a roof or a soffit and, you know, figure out how the animals are getting in and get them out of there and repair it. And that's fine. But you put me around a combustion engine with all those wires and compression rings and this, that, and the other thing. And yeah, no, it's, it's not going to work well for any party involved. So that is my teaching moment of the week. Uh, and in fact, let's, let's make a second one. Uh, Candace and I have both talked and we think once uh, once things slow down here in December, uh, we're going to seriously look into buying a different service vehicle for me. Um, having a truck that's got 227,000 miles on it um, shouldn't be our daily driver anyways. What we'd like to do is get me into uh, a more, a um, little bit more gas, you know, efficient and reliable 
uh, service vehicle for the day-to-day, -day, and what we'll do is we'll keep this 2006 F-150 as the backup vehicle, so if something happens to the newer service vehicle, we'll have the F-150 uh, waiting in the wings to kind of you know, fill in the space while the other vehicle's in the shop, because I will tell you, uh, nothing was more frustrating over these past two days than having to perform the same amount of work that I do in an, you know, five and a half foot bed F-150 uh, extended crew cab that's now limited down, or with a full ladder rack, uh, that's now limited down to a Kia Soul with no ladder rack. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was not fun. Not fun at all. All right, so that is it for the week. I want to thank you all for listening. This is our ninth episode, and with this episode, uh, we are going to surpass 100 uh, downloads over the lifetime of the podcast. Uh, that might not seem like much to you guys, but that is a crazy number for me to wrap my head around. I still uh, am just touched that there are so many of you out there um, listening to this every week. Um, and hopefully it's educational, hopefully it's informative, hopefully it's entertaining, uh, and you guys are getting something from it. If you do uh, appreciate this podcast uh, and think that, you know, there might be somebody who can uh, appreciate or, you know, um, you know, benefit from the information in this, please, please, please do not hesitate to share it with friends, families, coworkers, stuff like that. Uh, the more ears we can get in front of, if that works, uh, the better. Um, so yeah, but thank you so much to all of our listeners, to everyone who's downloaded an episode. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. We will have links below to all things Huntsman Wildlife when it comes to our Instagram, our Facebook, our website, and even our TikTok. Uh, that's right, we are on TikTok, folks. Not much for dancing, uh, but every now and then we'll put some videos out there. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys have a safe and fantastic week. And until next time, see you, folks. <laughs>